morning, Christ Temple North. Good morning. I'll be reading from um, the scripture from Isaiah 40, 29, starting at 29. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no might, he increases power. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary, and they will walk and not get grow tired. Amen. Amen. Prepare yourselves for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the gifts you have given us. And Heavenly Father, during this time, we just lift up all the graduating class of 2020. That they have experienced something that has never been done before, Heavenly Father. And we know through their perseverance of getting through this year, there are great things ahead of them. And we plead the blood of Jesus Christ and Nazareth over all the graduates. We pray for our country, Heavenly Father. We pray for our leaders. We pray for continued health. And we pray for all those who can see us, who can hear us, to understand that God has never left us. He has always been next to us. And he will continue to guide all of our moves as long as we stay in him when we thank you. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth over all of us, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. I will now be reading the list of all those who have graduated in the class of 2020. Our 2020 Christ Temple North graduates, Jeremiah Collier will be going to Missouri State and studying criminal justice. Riley Meisner will be going to Metropolitan Community College. The McFadder triplets, Elliot McFadder will be attending Eckert College. Eric McFadder will be attending Rochester Institute of Technology. And Evan will be joining the workforce. We also have a special graduate, Dr. Nicole Price. will be got her doctorate in education. And now for those that are here, we have Justin Riley Fathers, who will be either going to Central University of Central Missouri or the Community College for Auto Technology. Come on, Justin. And last but not least, we have Jaylee Patel, who will be going off to Northwest Missouri State to study education. Hello. 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 Good morning, Christ Temple North. Morning. I'm in a little bit of different attire today. This week would have been my high school graduation. And with that, I would have been giving a really important speech that I will be giving today. I might get emotional. Good morning. My name is Jaylee Patel, the senior class president for the class of 2020 at Winnetonka. Since this year has ended up a little bit differently than we planned, I decided my speech should probably match the change. So here it goes. At an early age, I found my love. My love for movies, that is. Now, everyone knows a good movie has a theme or motto that the main character lives by. This was my biggest struggle. What will I live by? What will my life look like? What is my purpose? 
And then it happened. I heard the chant that would soon change my life. All my life I want to be a griffin. Now I know this can sound silly, but when you look up the characteristics of a griffin, you will find that they are fearsome and noble. You will also find that the griffin is a terrible enemy in a fight. We, the class of 2020, are a terrible enemy to fight. We are strong and ready for anything. Being at Winnetonka has given us a purpose to let our hair down and fly. We work every day to make someone else feel that exact same way. So, with the Griffin and my love of God behind me, I can say that the class of 2020 is unstoppable. But we are also resilient, brave, motivated, goofy, and most importantly, strong. Tonight, as we gather in our respective homes, living rooms, and kitchens, we are reminded once again that nothing can stop the class of 2020. And with that, I would like to thank all of the church for this, for helping create me and being a part of my village and allowing me to get to this place because if it wasn't for all of your guys' prayers and love every time I walk into this building, I don't think my confidence wouldn't, would have be at the level I'm at today where I can wear all this regalia that I have achieved in my high school career. And to the class of 2020, let me be the first to say, congratulations, we made it. Good job. Congratulations to all of the 2020 graduates at my also alma mater, Winnetonka, and all over the city, all over the world. I want to dedicate this song to the graduates. Um, you're entering a world that is, under normal circumstances, can be tough and can be difficult, but we have this added layer of uncertainty that's going on. And I want to dedicate this song to all of the graduates, and I want to also dedicate it to everyone. Um, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter where you go, if you just simply hold on to Jesus, he will light that path for you, and he will take you to where you need to be. And the waves of fear are starting to grow Doubts and questions are rising with the tide So I'm clinging to the one sure thing I know I will hold on to the hand of my Savior and I will hold on with all my mind. I will hold loosely to things that are fleeting and hold on to Jesus. I will hold on to Jesus for life. I've tried to hold many treasures They just keep slipping through my fingers like sand But 
But I found a treasure that means more than breath itself So I'm clinging to it with everything I am I will hold on to the hand of my Savior And I will hold on with all my might I will hold loosely to things that are fleeting And hold on to Jesus I will hold on to Jesus for life like a child holding on to a promise I will cling to his word and believe As I press on and take hold of the life For which Christ Jesus took hold of me So I will hold on the hand of my Savior and I will hold on with all my might I will hold loosely to things that are fleeting and hold on to Jesus for life I'll hold on to Jesus for life I hold on to Jesus I will hold on to Jesus for life hold on hold on hold on God bless you Amen. Congratulations to Class 2020. That's what it's called, right? Some wonderful young people in here that's doing a great job. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about really parenting. I had done the thing about shepherding. You remember the shepherd of the house? And we had wanted our men to commit to being the shepherd of their families and taking care of that, uh, providing, protecting, guiding, and leading them. Then Trevor came back with an incredible message on uh, Mother's Day of telling the children how they should respect their parents and and uh, at every dispensation and I like the way he done that because he started at the as a ch children then he's done young adults and he done adults a very strong message because one thing about that message that he let us get a better understanding of is no matter how old we are our parents are still that many years older than us, and so they're still that much smarter than us, so we should lead a, lend an ear to hear what they have to say. And I know it's difficult, especially when you're in your 20s, because when you're in your 20s, that's the know-everything years, uh, and it's hard to listen to them, but let me tell you, they've been through things that you're going to go through, and, and one things that gets people confused is everything's all right now, but sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with some things, and you can take that knowledge that the parents uh, have given you. And, the, and, he, and he talked about even went up into the point of when they get to the point, uh, you may have to, the children become the parents. And that shouldn't be a very difficult thing. He made that very clear. He, he made a commitment to his mother to take care of her. Well, there was a time when he was the baby that needed to be taken care of, the young man that needed to be taken care of. 
And so now he's returning. It's not a favor. He's returning the, the blessing of having a good parent to help him. So he's going to be the parent when his mother gets to be in her 90s. And she's back there, so she wanted me to say 90s. And so this, 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 and, and this, that was a very serious message because I know that, that one of the things that we've already talked about is something would happen to me, that Isaac would make sure that everything is in order for his mother. Uh, so that, but now what I want to do is I want to bring back to your remembrance here. We want to talk about some things about training a child because we want to make sure we get that because a lot of children are reacting to the way they've been trained. And so uh, the Bible says uh, we perish for the lack of knowledge. It says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. That's one scripture. And the other one says my people are ruined because they do not know what's right and what's true. That, that the message says my people perish because they don't know what's right and what's true. Because they've turned, and he said, because you turn your back on knowledge. Knowledge is power. Yes. Knowledge is power. And so what I wanted to make sure that when... When you starve your child of knowledge, you are hurting and hindering your child when that child becomes an adult. The Bible says, uh, it talks about that, you would be better off with a millstone tied around your neck and cast into the sea than to injure one of these little ones. And so a lot of times we think that that's abuse, and that is abuse. But one of the uh, biggest abuses is not giving your children the knowledge that they need to make it in this world. That is abusive. And we look back, and many of us in this room, and some of you are there listening to me, you know that if you would have had the parent that would have helped you along the way, that you would have been in a better place today. I'm going to use better uh, Trevor because I know his mother very well and his father very well. But uh, and, and I know that the situation is certain, but his mother helped him to deal with his finances and to deal with that because she's dealt with some other people in this church. But to have a mother and father that would be able to, to help you and teach you at a younger age, then that will help you when you get older. I remember, I'm using Trevor again, when I asked his father, what should he run? I never will forget it when I asked Ron, what, would, what do you want him to run? And Ron said to him, uh, said, what you tell him to run. So, uh, so me being a coach, there, there, there's a whole lot of, to that. What that means is he's letting his child understand authority at a young age. And see, because as long as you live, and some of you young people listening to me, as long as you live, you think you got authority now, wait till you get into the real world. There's going to be a whole lot of people that's going to have authority over you. But, th that, but you have to be taught these things as a young age. Now, I want to remember this, Church Christ Temple North members and friends. When you look at those children, you are responsible for those children. How you treat your children is the way they're going to end up in their adult life. And so why would you starve your children? The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So they, they, he could have been talking about adults. A lot of adults are perishing for the lack of knowledge. They didn't get that knowledge when they were in their childhood years. Does everybody understand that? It's the most important time for you, for a child is in, uh, uh, excuse me, an adult is in their childhood years. You see, we're looking at I think there was a statistic the other day, and I think it was close to this, somebody else can look it up, that 40% of the people, children, are not getting the help that they need doing this virus out of school because the parents are not helping them, and the parents 
are not being uh, committed to the system to help those kids at home to be able to get on the computers to do that. So w this thing is going to hurt those kids because some kids are to take classes over. So that means there's a lot of plans. So this is a responsibility that we need. So I want to say that again. The Bible says you're better off with a millstone tied around your neck and cast into the sea than to injure one of these others. You may not be physically injuring your child, but are you emotionally injuring your child? You may not be physically injuring your child or emotionally injuring your child, but you can be devastating and injuring your child by not giving the child the knowledge and the discipline that they need to carry on for the rest of their life. You see, the one place that there's lots of potentials, a lot of potentials of young men and young women that are incarcerated right now because of the parents did not give them the knowledge that they needed to be able to, to handle life situations. And so if they didn't handle life situations, didn't know how to handle life situation, they became angry and some of them have murdered people, they've stole things and done other things because they didn't have the knowledge of how to live with life. And when you get hungry, when you get hungry, you will do anything you can to survive. And so we, but here at Christ Temple North, we've given our children a way to survive. It is called knowledge. And that's what we want to talk about today. It is called knowledge. Parents, you are responsible for your children, not the school teachers, not the coaches. You are responsible for them. Uh, the coaches and the school teachers are added. They're an added, but they're not the ones they should be. Does that make sense? And so what we want to talk about, because Christ Temple North, we want some strong people in here. We just heard some names of a lot of young men and women who have just really done very well, and we're proud of those. But we have lots of younger kids uh, that need the same opportunity and the same chances that, um, that uh, Jaylee done. Incredible young lady, beautiful young lady, how she put all that together. And so but she has she come out of a two-parent home. And not only was Jaylee come out of two-parent home, her parents weren't afraid to give her a mentor, which Sister Gwen was her mentor, and not afraid for me to talk to them. Because there's an old African proverb that still stands to this day, and it always will. It takes a village to raise a child. That village is mama, daddy, coaches, teachers, pastors, youth ministers. That's the village they're talking about. And so we don't want to starve our kids over here in Christ Temple North for the lack of knowledge because we don't want any of our kids to perish. The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. We do not want that to happen in Christ Temple North. We want successful uh, young men and young women in Christ Temple North, and they will be successful for the rest of their lives if they get it. See, once you get a habit, you create that appetite to want to do well. And you will do it all your life. I use, and I've been having a good time walking, listening to The Last Dance, I think it's called, with Michael Jordan. And everybody talks about he's a great basketball player. He may have been the greatest basketball player of all times. Well, you can debate that. But one thing you cannot debate, Brother Trevor, he's the richest athlete of all times. He's worth over $2 billion. Not a million, folks. He's worth over $2 billion. So whatever he learned from his father... And, and, and his attitude, he had his father, it didn't stop on the basketball court. It took him into the business world. And he says, is more successful in the business world. This is called good parenting. All right, so here we go. And we're instructed in Proverbs 22, verse 6, first from the King James. Train up a child in the way he should go. 
and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Once you get that, you train that child in the way they should go, they won't depart from that. They will not depart from that. And it's, it's our, it's, it, it is our responsibility as parents and grandparents and church members, because the Bible says we are mothers to the motherless, fathers to the fatherless. So that's all of us. Now, you don't have to be a biological mother or a biological father if you are even babysitting somebody's kids. When they're the, uh, they under your authority, then you become the parent. You're giving them parental guidance. Isn't that right? And so we says, train up a child in the way it, he shall go or she shall go. When they owe, they will not depart from it. They will stick to what they've learned. They will stick to what they've learned. And that's what we're about up here. We want our kids to be sticking to what they've learned. All right? You learn and you get your knowledge and you transfer that knowledge to them. All right, from the voice. It says, teach a child how to follow the right way. Even when he or she is old, they will stay on course. If you teach a child the right way to go, even when they get older, they'll stay on course. The reason, the reason that some young people get in trouble, they don't have a course. Nobody's taught them to stay on course. And if you don't, a course be like a, a, a goal. If you have a goal, it's like, I'm a track coach, I love that. You got to stay in your lane. You step out your lane, you get disqualified. You see, but once you have been trained and you know what to do, you will stay the course. And see, the course is a finish. You can't, you can't get in the race and then sit down. You got to finish the course. You got to stay in the course. Well, that's life. We need someone to train us to stay, stay, the, to stay the course. When you're sick, stay the course. You, train, you teach them faith and you give them, you give them the things that they need, perseverance. You keep teaching them the things spiritually that they need so they can stay on course. When the winds blow and the storms come, and they will, they'll still stay on course because they were taught that from the childhood. Amen to that. Amen. All right? And from the passion, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. And it says, what does it say? Dedicate your children to God. Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. We're the ones that point them in the way they should go. Children are losing because they're, they're just fumbling through life. They don't have any direction. Nobody is pointing the way that they should go. All right? And the values they'll learn from you will be with them for life. There are things that I can remember as a child growing up that I can remember to this day, and that value is still there. You see, I, uh, I look at uh, uh, Isaac, and I was talking to Wes one time about Isaac, and we we're talking about people who uh, on the union have to go back and forth to the union, and they, you have to call them in and talk to them. He said the only time they see Isaac is when they, he changes his address. Right, so you know what that means? He doesn't get tired. He goes to work. They don't have to call him in. We learned that his mother worked at Ford. You all know that she's retired from Ford. She was another folk. That she, that my kids were taught to do the work. And there's another one that says, and, and, and your children, train your children where they should go, and when they get old, they will return to that which you taught them. Well, the reason some kids can't return somewhere because they ain't never been showed which way to go. So they ain't got no way to place to turn back to. Matter of fact, there are some children, we don't want them to turn back to where they came out of or the household they came out of. But we're talking about God families here, Christian families here, families that are dedicating their children to God. You can't dedicate your child to God unless you dedicate yourself to God. And see, the, some of the best training there is 
is not what you're telling somebody to do, not what you're getting from a book. Some of the best training there is, is your children can look at how you carry your life. Not what you say, but what you do and how you act. That is, some, that is the most powerfulest way of training. So this is what we want to do here. We don't want to lose any of our children. Now, sometimes you can do everything right, and that child may take another flight. But that's okay because you've done it right. And at a certain age, they, they, they can have their own way at 18, 17, whatever it is. But you can look back and say, I've given my child all of the spiritual direction, emotional direction, financial direction. They are equipped to make it. And that's what we want to be in this church, all right? Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Here we go. In Joshua 24, 15. And I voice. love Joshua. There's laws. Now, we're, going to, we're under Christian law now, so, but the, the teaching is just the same now as it was then. But we're teaching the, the gospel. They were teaching the law. We still have a law. People say that the law, there's no law. Here it is. Right. Amen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of direction. <laughs> the law's in here. Oh, yeah, there's more than 10 commandments up in here. You see, so we, we, but see, you have to make, see, society has their own way of telling you. There's a whole bunch of new things and psychologists and people got together and they wrote books and they say do this and they do that and this place is all over the world. There's one book that has never changed. If this, this will always work. If you raise your child and you live under this gospel, and raise your child under the gospel, I'm quite sure that it'll be... But you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Are you going to have a Christian household, or are you going to have a worldly household? That's the decision you have to make. Okay? If you decide that you're not willing to serve him... And he's saying, if you decide you're not willing to serve him, meaning God... Then today is the day for you to choose whom you will serve. And he said, well, you need to choose. Joshua said, you need to choose. You need to choose. Come on, parents. You need to choose who you're going to serve. You need to choose who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve man's way or are you going to serve God's way? Are you, right? The, the gospel. You see, the gospel. You have to choose. The choice is yours. But you've got to remember Whatever you choose and whoever you serve, that's going to stay for decades Amen. in your generations or generations. Go ahead. And he says, whether the gods your ancestors bowed to in the land beyond the great river or the gods of the Amorites whose country you possess. And he says, what you're going to do is to us today, we just need, you need to make sure you got ancestors, you got this, you got that. And he's trying to get them to say, you need to make a decision. I don't need to go through all with it. He's make a decision. You see, you don't need what we need to do. Well, the old folks used to do, and we say that that's old school. No, we need biblical school. We need God's school. No old school, new school, middle school. No, we need gospel school. All right. We need to be under the authority of the Bible. And then when we're under the authority of the Bible, when we say then the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, according to the book, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into how to raise your child. Because one thing about it is they have, there's not a book written that can, if you got two kids, there's not a book written. If you got five, you ain't got five different books, but there's one book that covers it all. It is the gospel. All right. 
Then he says, but as for me and my family, we will serve the eternal. But here's what he said. Now, y'all can do all this talking. You can do all this debating. He says, you can do whatever you want to do. But he says, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is a decision that parents, you have to make. We got all kinds of things going on now that can distract you from being a parent. This psychologist is saying this. This psychiatrist is saying this. This doctor is saying this. This philosopher is saying this. We got all this going on. You have to step back and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And once I say that I'm going to serve the Lord, the Holy Spirit may lead me to one of those people. But I want to be under the, the authority. Now, listen here. It's like I want to say this so people don't get confused. You may need, have a child that needs psychological help. Well, the Holy Spirit will tell you that and then lead you to who you need to go. But I want to be under the authority of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, do you see? I, I want to be led by it, do you see? I want to be led by the Holy Spirit and leading my children. The Holy Spirit will tell me what coach, yeah, well, what teacher, what class, what college. All right, y'all with me? If my, if my, what medication, what counseling, the Holy Spirit will tell me what I need to do to help my child to be successful. Am I doing all right? All right, but you got to choose. So the day is the day that, and sometimes you got to tell your children, you don't care about what they say out there, pure presence. No, for me in my house, in this house, we're going to serve the Lord. All right? Now let's turn to Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9 from the message. And then I'll finish up here. And Moses is saying, this is the commandment, the rules and regulations that God, your God, commanded me to teach you to live out in the land you're about to cross and to possess. All right, so Moses is saying, now wait a minute, he's saying, now these are the rules. Now this is for us today. The scripture, the Bible are the rules. These are the rules. And we're to teach these rules. Have you got that far yet? Because we're in a new place. We are to teach these rules. God wants us to teach this gospel to our children and to get our children in a, in a, in a, in a place where this is taught. All right? And in verse 2, this is so that you'll live in deep reverence before God lifelong. So this is something that he, this will help us to live before God lifelong. You see, the Bible says, up there earlier it says, uh, uh, we didn't read it, we possess, he says, uh, to cross this Jordan because there's going to be a lot of Jordans in your kids' lives. You go, there's a lot of Jordans you're going to have to cross. But this here, these rules will help you cross your Jordan. Do you understand what I'm saying? To cross your situations, your circumstances. This right here will help you get across. I've always said there's a blue cross, there's a red cross, but there ain't but one cross to help you get across. And that is the cross of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And it comes through this book right here. All right? Observe all his rules and regulations that I'm commanding you. It says absorb this, for us today, absorb this gospel that I command you. And you and your children and your grandchildren will live a good and long life. It's guaranteed. This is what this is all about. But you got to teach something, but you can't teach something if you don't know nothing. Some of you got some real little children. It's time to start as soon as that child is able to talk or walk. You need to be praying with them and rocking them in the name of Jesus. You see? Go ahead. 
Listen obediently, Israel. Do what you're told so that you'll have a good life. And, and the Bible says there, and I'll make sure we got that again. It says your children and your grandchildren will live a long life. Your children and your Let me tell you something. You are never parents. You're never raising one child. You're raising three to four deep. Your child, they're going to raise their child according to how they're raised, and those children will raise it. This is why we have so many children, generational curses, generational curses going on because lack of knowledge. Quit thinking that you got time. You ain't got time. As soon as that child comes out of the womb of their mother, it's time to be laying hands and praying. You see, when you rock them to sleep, it all be rocking. Yes, Jesus loves me. When they get older, they can hear that. I, I love that. I remember my mother used to sing all the time, he knows just how much you can bear. I, that, to my dying grave, I hear mama singing, he knows just how much you can bear. Sometimes I, I, I kind of doubt it sometimes That's right. in my life, but I can hear her singing that. All right, here we go. Again, listen obediently. Do what you're told so that you'll have a good life, a life of abundance and bounty, just as God promised. Just as God promised. You all hear me say it all the time. The word of God says Satan comes to kill the steal and destroy. But Jesus says, I become to what? To give you life and life abundant. It's even talking about that in no time. God wants to give us life and life more abundant. That's a promise. In the land abounding in milk and honey. That's a land of blessings. That's what he's all about. You want your children to taste the milk and honey, then you have to take the milk and honey. You have to have the milk and honey so that you can give them a taste of it. And then they won't satisfy for nothing else. Here we go. Verse 4. Attention, Israel. God, our God. God, the one and only. Love God, your God, with your whole heart. And there's where you start. Talk about telling your children the love that you have for God and show God's love. God wants your whole heart. He wants your heart full. You see, you, you see if somebody, you can teach your sons and your daughters when they, when you're on a date and somebody says, I want your heart. And then you say, no, you can't have my heart. God's got my heart. Right. You can, you, you, you see, no, no, my heart. All right, it's, all right, God's already got my heart. You see. You see, I, I love him with all my mind, my heart, and spirit. Somebody tells you they love you with all their mind, their heart, and all that, you better kind of keep an eye on them. Amen. You want them to love you, but you want their heart to be with God because if their heart's with God and they love God, they will never abuse you. That's right. All right? Love him with all that's in you. And love you with all that's in you. There, there's a thing that we say in sports. In any sport, they talk about leave it on the court, leave it on the field, leave it on the track. Well, that's what we're going to love God. When you love God, you love God with everything that's in you. You see? And then you'll teach your children to do that. All right? And then once their children know that, that, that they love God this much, they don't want to disappoint God because, and they disappoint God by disobeying their parents. You see? And they won't accept anybody in their life that won't love God first. Then he says, love him with all you've got. Love him with all you've got. <coughs> allergies, folks. No violence. <laughs> Not allergies. Excuse me. It's the medication I'm taking. All right. We'll end it up here. 
Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. He says, write these commandments that I'm giving you today on your hearts. <coughs> and in verse 5 and 6 from the voice, he says, you should love him, your true God, with all your heart and soul. And teach your children to love him the same way you love them. That's right. And with every ounce of your strength. And with every ounce of your strength. And that's what we're talking about. Get them inside of you. And go ahead and, get, go ahead and do that real quick. Make the things I'm commanding you today part of who you are. Make it part of who you are. What you've learned today, make it a part of who you are. And once you make it a part of who you are, it'll be a part of who your children are and you're part of who your grandchildren are. And in verse 7, get them, the commandments, inside of you. And get the inside of you and then put it into your children. It says get them inside of you, then put them into your children. That's right. Talk about them wherever you are sitting, at home, it says here. That's right. Or walking in the street. Talk about, talk about him and talk to them anytime, day or night or morning. When you fall or go to sleep, when you get up, talk about him. Your kids need to know that. They need to get it from you. Tie them on your forehead. Put it on your door. Whatever you have to put it so your children will know the love of God. And then they will know when you say to them, how are we going to live? You'll say, mom and your mom and dad will say, hey, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Brother Larry is going to lead us in prayer. <laughs> powerful message. Amen. What a powerful message. The finale, the conclusion is that we have to depend on God, especially with our children. Everybody knows how difficult that is. What a powerful message. I can't add anything to that, add anything to it at all. I'm going to pray for uh, our well-being today. Let us bow our heads. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, giving you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Father God, we need a David. For we are facing a giant that's bigger and stronger than we are. Let our David be those scientists and doctors that has the talents and abilities to bring about healing. Give them a sling and a stone that they can slay the giant. Father God, I pray for wisdom for us as we stand patiently waiting in the ranks, that we don't rush out without putting on our armor as we advance, that we not be ill-equipped. Father God, I, I pray for those that are suffering as a result of losing someone to this giant, I pray for full recovery for those that have been wounded. 
Father God, I pray for our ministry. I pray for those that minister. And I pray for those who are ministered to. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. We accept your leadership. We accept your guidance. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that directs us and leads us each and every day. Father God, I pray for that you continue to bless our pastor, our shepherd, that works hard and diligently to direct us and give us information that we need to apply to our lives, that we prosper today and have hopes for tomorrow. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.